This podcast contains colourful language and adult chats. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Generation Y Though Podcast, where we ask why we are who we are, why we make our life choices, what's going on in the world, and why aren't we ready for any of it? We are just three best friends asking why Generation Y do what they do. Welcome back, guys. How are we? Good. Fine. No. no. I feel like we talk very fast. I'm like, what's going on? I don't like the short ones anymore. We did this in the last no, episode. No, good. I'm fine. No, I don't like it. I want to know how you are. Oh, so you want something like this. Well, Nikki, I had a fantastic <laughs> week. Thank you so much for asking. It's just been, you know, one of those weeks where I'm just constantly bombarded by crazy bullshit. You know what? Oh, sorry. We can't say that. June's listening. Hi, yeah, June. Yeah, June's listening. Hi, June. Did you get a B rating this week or are you good? No, it was fine. It was all good. Okay. Yeah. As long as mommy's happy. Mommy's happy. She's grand. What I don't you? like the absolute pride in the fact you just didn't curse and curse and curse on a podcast. Listen, Yay! everybody knows that Irish mammies are the most terrifying things in the world. Like, if they tell you not to curse, you do not curse. Two. Oh, I kind of hinted that, like, I might be going somewhere else for Christmas this year. Is that okay? Oh, my God. I might as well have said, by the way, I murdered a child. <laughs> because the amount of abusive messages I got, the phone calls I got, it wasn't cute. It was funny, but wasn't cute. No, but that's a cardinal sin, though. You cannot go anywhere but your mommy says on Christmas. I thought I could take it, like, really far for, like, a couple of days. I lasted, like, half an hour before I cracked. What about you, Nikki? How was your week? I'm grand. I was real sick this week. Oh, oh God, because we didn't hear about it all week long. Oh, my God, stop. I'm never sick and I never complained about it. It was only this week I got three days to be really sick and I was really sick. <laughs> but I'm better now. Thank you, Sam. And your voice sounds lovely. Thanks. If anyone noticed, I edited the podcast last week and the intro was me being like Phoebe from Friends. My stinky shoes. You know what I'm <laughs> the flu or the bad voice like that was me last week so this week I believe we have a very special announcement Woo-hoo! something that should have been announced three weeks ago but then we <laughs> say we'll hold it for another week and then another week and then another week but finally I think we can announce the microphone's name yes we can a good Christian name I should hope oh yeah oh my gosh. <laughs> can anyone do a drum, drum roll I can't do it oh hold on hold on hold on Announcing it. Please do. Uh, my fingers hurt. Really so sore. Our mic is called Mike D Higgins. Yay! Woo! For our English listeners, that's very funny, and I'll tell you why. But <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them. It's just, it's just funny. No, we have to tell them why. So it's called Mike D Higgins because the president of Ireland is called Mike D Higgins. He's a wee doge. And he looks like a tiny leper leprechaun. He really, really does. He's about the size of our table mic. For <laughs> oh my god, he actually is about the size of the mic. This makes perfect sense. You fans are amazing. Cuddle him in your arms, you know, and give him a hug. It was really tough. We had about seven votes. <laughs> I actually think we had about ten for Mike T. Higgins. We've got, we had loads. Did you not check? I did check. We had loads of votes. Uh, so yeah, we're all sitting around Mike D. Higgins now. Good man, whispering Mike. Whispering sweetly in his ear. <laughs> I think we should pour ourselves a glass of wine in honour of Mike D. Well, we should pour ourselves a glass of wine in honour of the guest we have on this week. Yes! Do you mean, Nikki, the silent partner? I don't mean the silent partner. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> okay, so for this week's episode, we do have a special guest, like we said. And this episode is going to be focusing all on relationships. Now, we're not talking about relationships with your mama. We're not talking about relationships with your, your sister. Mama. Yeah. We're not talking about relationships with yourself. We're talking about the good old romantic sexual relationships. Oh my god, I've never had sex. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm, I'm a sure. a good Christian woman. <laughs> god, there's a lot of Christians in this one, John. Yeah, John. What's going on John's here? John's feeling good I actually right have now. something to tell you guys. <laughs> John, you're not going to turn into a nun like Nikki. You inspired me. <laughs> mm. I listen to that episode all the time. And I'm like, you know what? I think I found God too. 
Laz, you're mad. Okay, but this week's relationships episode is going to be focusing on straight relationships. Good, because there's not enough of them. Now, hold on a minute. <laughs> Don't you be giving me fucking serious relationship episode already, okay? This the girl's got to live, alright? This, this is only the start of it. But on that, that will introduce us to our very special guest. You may know him as Nob. You may know him as Bob. You may know him as Lad. We have the wonderful Ben, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Alright, shall we pour a drink to Ben? Ben, do you want to say hello? Hello. Uh, how's it going? How's it going? Oh, how's it going? Yeah, how's it going? You're, you're getting there, you're getting yeah, there. Hey, thank you. Good Top to, of the morning to you. Don't you start. <laughs> Feels like I'm uh, with celebrities, but uh, I'm staying humble. So uh, Look, I yeah. know it's nervous that you listen to us every week in your ears and suddenly you're here in the room with us. It's not as if we've ever met before. <laughs> Don't worry. Feel feel calm and at ease with us, you know. <sighs> and yes, your signed merchandise will be at the door when you're leaving. <laughs> Don't worry, we got you. For those of you who don't know, Ben is Nikki's boyfriend. Yes, he is. Ben's my knob and I'm very happy for him to be on the podcast today. Yeah, he, He's quite nervous, to be mm. fair. Yeah, but I'm really happy to be here and uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. So the reason why we have Ben on this week is because, as Connor mentioned, we're going to talk about relationships. Now, relationships is a broad ass topic, so we're going to do it in two parts. So this one is going to be a part one. Of all things straight, all yeah. things het, like myself and Ben. <laughs> and then part two is going to be the wonderful world of the gays, where Connor and John are going to elaborate a little bit. And that's going to be a juicy one. It's going to be coming in the new year, so stay tuned. So today's episode, we're going to go through what straight relationships look like in today's generation for Generation Y, comparing it to what it maybe was like in our parents' generation and the younger generation. And Ben is going to help me talk on about that, isn't mm. it? I'm going to try. I mean, you do a great job. Uh, I'm t- talking about things, but oh yeah, I'll try and, I'll try and, I'll try and uh, help out if I can. All right, thanks, one. Well, that's good. And then I think John and I are going to kind of jump in every now and then and ask kind of very personal, deep questions about mm. your relationship. Nice. <laughs> I'm like David Attenborough, like just watching from the straight people from the distance, like, you know, watching in your natural habitat, like asking questions and wondering what do they do in their spare time? I'm very intrigued. I'm here to learn. We're here to learn. Teach me. Yeah, so we've got a very exciting why though segment uh, where Connor and John are going to quiz us on everything you've ever wanted to ask a straight couple. I've no idea. We've no idea what they are, do we? No. So uh, it's going to be quite good. It's going to be interesting, let's yeah. put it that way. Mm. It's like every like four o'clock in the morning in the beer garden conversation, like, why the fuck do straight people do that? <laughs> I'm going to be saying it to you. Thank you. <laughs> I'll say it to your face this time. So let's uh, continue in the great fashion that we always do. What is the definition of a relationship, John? Well, I don't think you can define a relationship because oh, every relationship fuck. is different between two people. But if you wish to use the word definition, that I suppose I can answer. Have you never listened to our podcast? We started with a definition every week. I know, but I feel like this is like this. It's, it's love and it's spontaneous. This shouldn't be a definition. Okay. Well, but if that's your view. That's fine. Why? So, do, why do we give him responsibility? I don't know why we, like, we do why this. Why do we do this to ourselves? Know. So this one's really cute that I found. So being in a romantic relationship usually means the two people involved are intimate with each other, which is an emotional closeness, and are probably sexually active to some degree. That's the passion. But what makes this relationship romantic is the addition of commitment. And the agreement to remain faithful, unless, of course, you have a communication between yourselves. Interesting. Did you get this from the Bible as well? Considering you're a Christian now? I mean... (laughs) That's the love that I feel from God. Like, you know, it's very <laughs> passionate in the way that he touches my soul. I can't do this. I really can't. So now that you've heard the definition, <laughs> do you feel that this applies to you? Do you resonate with any any kind of way? Or do you believe that, no, that's total bullshit? I think it was a 
pretty accurate accurate summary of a relationship for us as well. Yeah, Thank apart you. from the intimacy. <laughs> yeah, and the commitment. Yeah, <laughs> apart from that, yeah, it's spot on. I think that's a really nice um, definition of relationship. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, I like that one. And I think that kind of keeps together the idea of what a relationship was maybe 20 years ago, but also what it was or what it is for generations now. So yes. I feel like that definition was a lot more open and it's like, oh, you can do whatever you want if you want to talk about having yeah. someone else, if you yeah. want to not be sexy, like that's totally fine. You can do that. And I think that's a very kind of millennial thing. Yeah, it did say something about commitment unless you guys communicate an alternative or whatever. Or um, yeah. monogamous, is that what it said? Well, it was like, you know, you're... um was it intimate and you um, want to be together unless yeah. of course you communicate different boundaries in yeah. your relationships which I thought was quite nice I mean we are a generation wide though podcast yeah. and I feel that whole like you know a conversation about the commitment that you feel towards each other or the the fact that you communicate those boundaries that's it because it's quite a normal thing now for people to say I'm in an open relationship and we always kind of go oh okay yeah, yeah. no exactly yeah, yeah. whereas before you would probably just cheat yeah yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things. I think I think for every relationship going back however long, they always say communication is key. So if you have discussed the fact that it's going to be an open relationship, that's fine. Yeah. Like you are both aware of that fact. If you're not telling them that you're having an open relationship, then you're cheating. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. <laughs> open relationship has to be known to both parties. I, feel. <laughs> I completely agree with that. It's a jar relationship. Am I right? A jar. Oh, I liked that. Yeah, a jar. You're so jar. proud of yourself. Oh my god, I was thinking like, what the fuck are about jam jars? Well, it seems as if you guys have like you know a very typical generation Y relationship then. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of things about relationships in Gen Y has kind of changed over the years. And yeah. I think dating is definitely one of those things that's changed noticeably in our times so mm-hmm. for example back in maybe our parents generation or like 10-15 years ago a lot of couples would do like the whole whining and dining and go to fancy restaurants and sit down and have all these meals and they'd be wooing and they'd be this that and the other but I feel like that has changed quite a lot yeah courting courting yes the whole yeah. concept of courting do you know what I mean like our parents would Irish parents would go on a lot talking about courting the other person yeah. courting a very old-fashioned word for flirting usually very intense followed by an engagement and then marriage very our parents' generation. Uh, I don't think it should die, though. I think courting is nice. It just comes, it's packaged differently now. Mm. What do you think? You definitely courted me when we first met. We went to Nando's last week as well. <laughs> <laughs> the passion never dies. <laughs> it was, was gorgeous. Gave us free stuff, Nando's. We did it. We definitely, because you, we were long distance for the first six months. So whenever you came over, I just... I made sure I had the whole weekend off and we went to like the nice restaurants and yeah. I oh. peacocked you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, had a, I had a Mercedes at the time as well, which was a, like a very short period of my life, but Nikki was there just at the right time. So she came <laughs> over, you? I drove her around with a Mercedes, we went to nice restaurants, uh, went on a little holiday. Maybe we should talk about how we met, I guess. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think it's really interesting from the whole dating side of things yeah. and that concept. Let's talk about how you guys kind of first met each other and how the dating started for you two well I guess uh, how we met is very generation wide like it's very modern day romance you mm. could say um, do you want to tell the story uh, how much detail are we going into here? <laughs> um, you enough, just keep talking enough that's alright for mum and dad to hear yeah. so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, just to keep it brief uh, I'll start the story yeah. I was out with some friends and Nikki was out with some friends and they were three of them sitting on a bench and in London in London Yes, London. She came over for the weekend. Yeah, I was visiting for the weekend. I was out with some lads. Uh, the boys. Lads, lads, yeah, lads, the boys. Lads, the boys. Lads, 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 lads. <laughs> and um, 
I think one of my friends said, can we sit down here? Uh, so we've been on the other side of the bench and we just started talking. Yeah. And Ben had zero interest in me whatsoever. Like, was on his phone. Like, wouldn't give me the time of day. Like, it's fine. <laughs> so basically, you were in this place with your friends yeah. and you just happened to sit beside each other because yeah. there was no one else to talk to. Yeah. Mm. Oh so, my God. So it wasn't like this love at first sight. It was very much like, right, they're off to do what they have to do. They're off shifting these people. Yeah. We're just kind of fucking stuck here with each other. Yes. I think it- that's also really romantic in ways. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, she, she thinks that I wasn't into her, but I, I think a lot of people, when they see someone they like, they're not always going to be like, hi, I like you. They get, I got a little bit shy, I think I was. Oh. So I was kind of on my phone, didn't know what to say. And then uh, both of our friends kind of were flirting with each other and me and Nikki were less in the middle. Uh, I was just like, right, just, just, uh, just speak. So <laughs> I ended up just speaking an Irish accent to you. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah. You put an Irish accent on and I genuinely thought that like, I was, I was fucked. Irish acting is terrible. I, I was like, oh my God, girls, he's from Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, mate, no, no, it's, it's a jolly from London, isn't it? I was like, yeah. oh shit, that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just, we just kicked off from there, really. Yeah. You said long distance. How long were you working long distance? Did you come to Dublin? Did she come to London? Uh, yeah, so after we met that night, we kind of like exchanged numbers and stuff. And then we kept in touch. So this is where it's very Gen Y, isn't it? It's the power of social media. Mm. You know, how people meet and how people, how people have relationships now is that we kept in touch on Facebook and stuff. Chatted for a bit and we Skyped for a bit. That really kept our relationship alive, really, because I don't, I don't know what would have happened if we hadn't have had that. Yeah. And it wasn't even a relationship at that stage. It was just like, I had met this guy, Ben met this girl, and we just like chatted. We were like just keeping in touch. And I think that's such a Gen Y thing as well, the whole concept of chatting, because I feel like our parents' generation, because they didn't have social media and they didn't have ways to contact each other mm-hmm. as often, they were kind of working very fast and being like every second date, they were like getting a bit more intense. So it's nice that you guys had the opportunity to take things slow by using social media. Because mm-hmm. think of all the people, I think it's, it's such a trope in TV as well to have like an old grandfather character who went off to the war and he met this girl and they had to leave and he could never speak to her again and they're reunited when they're 70. That'll never happen here. No. I genuinely, like, like, back in the day, I could have pictured, like, you know, I'll send you postcards on the first of every Monday and I will save all my tuppence to buy you a stamp to send it. And, you know, you save them all in a box. But now it's just kind of like a Facebook message, well, hope you, good, hope you have a good day. Which is still romantic. Yeah. No, it is so romantic. But yeah. if you're, you can't be blue ticked in a fucking letter, though. <laughs> you can be ghosted like shit nowadays. But, um, yeah, I guess as well, also, like, relationships with men and women don't always have, like, you can be pals. Back in the day, if you met a girl, like, she was your wife, that was it. There was no sort of, like, straight male-female friendships. Oh, yeah. So, the thing is, obviously, Ben and I liked each other, but it was also, like, nothing is necessarily expected from it because it's all right for a guy and a girl just to chat anyway after yeah. meeting in a club, you know? I, my parents had a house in Turkey uh, that was being sold. I'd only had it for uh, a while. Um, so, I really liked Nikki. Uh, I liked a lot about her. So, I, uh, <laughs> I asked her... Liked! <laughs> no, notice the past tense. Notice the past tense. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I just asked you to come to Turkey with me. Yeah. Um, well, we planned. We plan. We have been talking about meeting each other at a festival, but you couldn't go because of your exams. And I was. I, I guess you might have thought, oh, well, that's it then. But I saw an opportunity with this house and said, no, let's let's uh, let's take her to let's see if she can get a holiday. Uh, I didn't really expect her to say yes, but she did. Yeah. So let me break this down. Okay. You met this dashing young man yes. in a bar in London. Yes. You obviously hung out that night. You didn't get an instant connection. You went home. You chatted a little bit. A couple of months later, he's like, hey, do you want to go to my house in a secluded part of Turkey? <laughs> Just the two of us. 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's trust. No I harm. Know. This is basically the plot of that movie with your man. Taken. Taken. <laughs> you can imagine how Da felt about it. I can I only imagine how Richie Cleary felt about it. By the way, guys, this is nearly six years ago. So I was young. Like, I was... I was 21 when I met Ben, so wow. I was a baby, I was living at home. She told me she was 24, though. Yeah, that was... <gasps> 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 just gay gasped. That's because you're 52, though, Ben. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's not, guys. He's, not. <laughs> no. um, He's 45. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I had to like be like, Mom, Dad, I met this guy and I'm going to Turkey. And they were like, what? And then also the joys of modern day relationships was Dad was like, look if you trust this bloke like you know you're you're an adult you can do what you want to do but you also have to understand that we want to know who he is and like dad and you skyped and dad was like give me your address and your name and i was like yeah dad do it like there told me he had a shotgun in the loft as well yeah, yeah ready to use <laughs> he does um, he does he does oh definitely yeah yeah yeah. um yes yeah, so we went no to Turkey and we had a lovely time and then i came back and then that's when we did long distance for like six months mm. uh and then i moved to london that's it we've been living together ever since mm-hmm Cute. That's Aww. like what six years ago now. Nearly six years ago, yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Hello, guys. Congratulations. No, it's like no, I feel like I feel like we're on like a very like you know ITV special right now. This is your life. <laughs> this is your life exactly. <laughs> no, but I think why we sort of wanted to get Ben on and why you want to talk about it is because ours is a very typical modern day relationship. Social media brought us together effectively in it. Yeah, definitely. I I wouldn't quite. I'd say it allowed it to blossom, but I do I do think. If we'd met on social media, we never would have had what we had. We met each other out. Yeah. We spoke to each other. We got to see each other's face. We got to know each other's expressions. We got to really know each other. Yeah. But what the difference was is probably if we're taking it back to another generation, that would have been it. Realistically. Yeah. Yeah. Our letter we got lost in the post, we would have thought that's done. Very unlikely we would have bumped into each other again when we were 70. Whereas ours allowed us to just keep keep that communication, yeah. which was great. Yeah, it was great. So the New York Times uh, published some results of a study done by Match.com. So a survey was done on 5,000 people and they interviewed people in relationships and how they meet each other. The top three ways people meet each other is online, mm-hmm. a random person online through a first date, uh, developing a relationship from friendship and then developing a relationship from friends with benefits, which is also a very Gen Y thing. This isn't really something that existed Back in the day, you were either dating someone or, you know, friends with benefits may have been something that, like, would never have blossomed into anything. I do think, like, a big thing is, like, small Irish towns. When I think of, like, you date the person when you're, like, 15. And it's very simple, like, you know, you grow up in that town. You yeah. go to school in that town. You get a job in that town. You get married in that town. You probably take over your mother's house in that town. You raise the family. So when you found that person, you didn't leave to go to the big city in Ireland. Like, yeah. you stayed in that town for the rest of your life. Uh, obviously I think our generation in particular is one of the first real generations to like emigrate and leave the country yeah. not just for like a year or two but to properly leave and actually get work mm-hmm. like the amount of friends I have living in Dubai or Australia mm-hmm. so they don't need to feel the need to settle down yeah. straight and, away and the three of us is they were the same yeah. yeah and I think that's also another reason to see the difference in relationships today is that as you said people emigrate people live wherever mm-hmm. so you'll meet people from different cultures it's a bit of a melting pot so you don't have your traditional relationships like you would have in your Exactly. You might not necessarily be dating someone from the same religion. Ben and I aren't the same religion. Ben's from a different country. Ben comes from a completely different culture than I am. And it's very different to what we would have dated if we had met someone in our own country. I think that's a huge thing. Yeah. I think it's a huge... Especially in Ireland, like, you know, you married the same white Irish person. You went to school with them, probably. You got married in a church. I think a real generation-wide thing is, like, meeting people of different... Not just meeting, but actually, like, dating 
relationships, marriage. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys are an inspiration. Oh my god. So traditionally, if you were together with your other half, as long as Ben and I have been together, you'd be married, you'd be, you know, having your own place, buying your own gaff. Ben and I live in a house share and have done for a long time and it's just like something that we have to embrace as a couple that doesn't bother us. Mm. Well, I think there is a little bit of, uh, a little bit of pressure from other generations, maybe yeah. old generations, that you've been together six years, why aren't you married? Yeah. I think that was one of our things, like, for me, marriage isn't overly important, probably because I've, I've been aware of looking at my family, um, I haven't really, most of my family got divorced and or with their second second partners and doesn't seem to be uh, the most important thing. So I never really had that uh, that importance, but I can't imagine that being the same for other generations. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I'm... Just a few stats on marriage, because I think the biggest difference we see between Gen Y and like other generations is that we're generation Ys are getting married less. There's a lower uh, frequency of marriage. Uh, the median age for women to get married now is 27 and men is 29, and that's up from 23 and 20 in 1960. So people are waiting a lot longer to get married. And in general, the marriage rate is down 70%. I actually saw a thing online where it said that our generation are three times less likely to get married as our grandparents were. Mm, that doesn't surprise me at all. Doesn't surprise me. Do you think that means that uh, um, people are more li- more likely to be alone or just not get married? I think it's more likely not mm. to get married. I know a lot of friends of mine who are in relationships who are just don't care about marriage, whether they have seen the bad side of marriage in their own lives when they were growing up, or they just don't see the need because it's technically an overtly religious ceremony that they're not very exactly. religious now yeah. so a lot of people want to have partners and things like that but they don't want to put that label of marriage on it and I totally understand that yeah and I see that more now because we do live in a secular society where people are integrating like I said Ben and I, Ben's Jewish and I'm Catholic and if we were to get married religiously we can't we can't we'd have to convert just like a huge process and we have no interest in doing that anyway but when you have a crossover cultures and stuff it's kind of like the religious side of marriage isn't in the picture anymore so it's more of a legal yeah. binding agreement so people I think for that reason there's an interesting article I'll link it um, in our social in the New York Times and talks about this idea of slow love by this psychologist called Dr. Helen Fisher and she uh, speaks about how other generations should learn from millennials and how they take their time the average person the average millennial I think takes six years before they marry the other half which is a long time when you think about it particularly our parents generation and how long have you two been together? No, I can't. I, can't. <laughs> I think it's amazing that we've like been together. So a, a lot of families, yeah, they'd move, they move, they meet each other, they get married in a few years and they get their own place. So me and Nikki have lived in a shed. We've lived in a flat <laughs> shed. We'd hardly live in a flat share. We've lived with friends. We lived with, it was so, we've lived in every... We've been travelling for six months. We've like spent times in our lives where we haven't seen each other because we've been so busy at work. We've mm-hmm. spent times when we're travelling with, with each other night and day. I, I know so much about Nikki. And like for me, that doesn't mean like anything less because of the marriage or not marriage. Mm. I've got to know my other half so well, and I know uh, for me that's really what a relationship. If we break down what a relationship is again, I don't think the word marriage really comes into it. It is about kind of that that getting to know each other. I think marriage will definitely come into it because of um, culture and because of our families and because we both want it and we both want to have our day but it just seems that getting to know each other is just the best thing yeah that's really cute and I agree with you but it's like you don't need marriage to do that anymore yeah. you don't need marriage to validate your relationship exactly and I think you said something to you before the podcast uh, before you were saying uh, people used to get married just so they could probably get the boink yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true actually because they couldn't do it until they were married so that Very makes true. a lot of sense yeah it's yeah, true yeah. you'd have to get married if you wanted to ride whereas yeah, now just... you can ride the ride
a very Irish way of saying sex. You're going to get to ride tonight, love. Head to Vegas and get it done. Yeah. <laughs> it's also for the tax cuts as well. I mean, let's yeah, be fucking true. honest here. Yeah. True. So coming from an outside perspective, if you were to ask me like why people are getting married later, yeah. I'm going to put it down to... I suppose stereotypical gendered roles. Yeah. Obviously, I don't have that in any relationship I've had in the past. But it's always been kind of very much like, you know, when you get married, when you have kids, you don't have to worry about who's going to look after the kids. It's obviously going to be the mother. Yeah. That's the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. But obviously, we've spoken about careers, we've spoken about women, and yeah. how, like, it's not just, you know, I'm going to have a child at 20 and that's it. It's like, no, I'm going to have a career. It's very, very important to me. Yeah. I'm not going to give it up. I assume that's a huge contributor to, as to why people are getting married later. Um, concept of slow loving in this article, that's what they speak about as well. So Generation Y want to assure that they are financially stable first and usually want to buy a house first and pay off their debts first before they enter into kids and marriage. I think that's what our sort of thoughts are towards it anyway. Yeah, I think uh, it, it seems to be like a natural process that we might we try to really follow. Yeah. Uh, which will soon be one day marriage and kids, which I'm very excited for. <laughs> oh. I, I, will, I will touch on uh, what you said anyway about like gender roles and marriage and stuff because one question that we're always asked is... Why aren't you married? Yeah. Exactly. You're next, you're next, yeah. you're next. Well, it's never directed at you, Ben, is it? More of... Uh, to be honest, I've had a few, but I'd say in the grand scheme of things, yeah, it's more directed towards... But when you're together as a couple, is it normally directed towards as one or more of you? Yeah. yeah. So I always get, oh, you're next, you're next. And then I had a conversation with someone and they were like, oh, you know, do you want to get married? Shall I put in a word with him? Like, does he know? But I just sort of... I replied saying, well, he wants to get married too. You know, it's something that we speak about openly. But I don't like the idea of the girl is dying to get married and she's just sitting there and waiting for the man to ask. Mm. And I spoke to you about this already and it, I guess it's something mm. that maybe men don't notice so much, but they subconsciously still have those views. Yeah, uh, but there are certain things. I mean, I guess we could live in a world uh, where anyone can ask, a man can ask, a woman, a woman can ask a man. I don't think there's any problem in that. But I think we yeah, still we still hold on to those kind of, those traditions which aren't necessarily that bad. But as you break it down, maybe, maybe it should be that either person can ask the other or... Why, why do you have to wait for me to say it? Why can't, why can't exactly. you? One day. I completely agree. Like, I feel like, especially in our generation... So the thing with this is, I think there's a lot of these really old stereotypes that we have inherited from older generations, whether that's our parents or movies that we watched or TV shows or anything mm-hmm. like that. And like you said there, people come and expect the woman to be waiting and saying, oh, well, I put a good word in or blah, 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 blah. But I feel like as soon as you say to that person, no, like I've spoken to... Ben or whoever about this already and we'll get married in our own time they go mm. oh yeah of course she's talking yeah. about it you know what I mean yeah. it's a thing that they automatically instinctively think but once they, they take a second to think they realise actually that's stupid uh, but the main reasons why Gen Y's aren't getting married money religion they don't have to share the same religious views the different cultures are being integrated and generation wise apparently take the legalities of marriage a lot more seriously than any generation so obviously we know a part two is coming about homosexual relationships. This is a part one about heterosexual relationships. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we cannot finish this podcast without asking the question of do you feel the roles of women have changed in the relationship compared to when your parents were in a relationship or in the past? Well, I quite like that because I think as gay guys, we don't get the whole female aspect to the relationship. So it'd be really interesting to know how do you think it's changed? Or has it changed? It's different though. Growing up, my dad, mum and dad have a very like open relationship. My dad was very... Open relationship? Oh God, no, not that way. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, my dad would like cook us dinner and like take us to school and like do all the like stereotypical female roles in the family. Ours weren't very traditional anyway. Uh, what I really value in like our relationship is that like, I think Ben treats me like completely as equal. I don't even think Ben sees 
gender in me like at all like it doesn't it's not he doesn't have to find me at all like there's nothing i can't do or there's nothing yeah yeah definitely think if uh you look at some of the issues maybe of previous relationships in terms of like male dominance and, yeah. and how I, I i don't know i guess because my mum really put a lot of uh hard loved work into me i just yeah for me both both men and women are both the same and uh yeah you're just as much uh, the leader in this relationship as me yeah um, you are also a boss bitch. Half <laughs> <laughs> the time I wouldn't even dare uh, challenge, challenge the authority. But every now and again I'm like, how about, just because if I think I'm right or wrong, but not not because of yeah. how it should be. Yeah, I agree. Mm. And I fully believe that as well. I feel like a lot of guys will just say that because it's 2019, but like listening to Ben through this whole episode, like I fully believe that he does not see you no, as lesser doesn't. or anything like no there's nothing yeah. there i think it's also because we're like best pals like we hang out a lot yeah. we go out a lot together yeah. so it's like we have a good friendship i'm jewish as uh, nikki said before um i think especially with the progressive new new age of the jews the not maybe not the, the religious which is not what something i'm associated with but the new age the woman is is, is probably the center point of the family um so powerful so strong so level-headed uh, so caring yeah, so I guess I've always been been like in awe of her and just respected her. So that respect, I get. You know, if you talk, we're talking psychology things about you know how you treat your mum as how you treat your others. But yeah, full respect for mum, and maybe maybe that is why I just see Nikki as an equal or uh, superior. Uh, obviously, this isn't the case for everyone. I know we're saying Gen Y, we're talking Gen Y in the Western world. We still see in different parts of the world where there is inequality between women and men. Yeah. Um, particularly in countries like Saudi Arabia, where women are slowly getting their rights back, which is incredible, but it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. Absolutely. We are in a bit of a, a bubble, aren't we? Yeah. With the people we're surrounded by, the family we're surrounded by, we're sitting there saying like, "Oh, it's like you know, it's totally different when we were parents with um with gender and all that kind of stuff." Yeah, we actually know, and like the majority of the world, there's still huge and even even if we branch out of like dublin and and london and england and ireland i'm sure there's a lot of traditional families that still are quite as their families were Uh, i think london and dublin are probably it's it's yeah yeah. where you can really truly sense the generation why well i have i have friends who like in relationships and i know for a fact like if the guy lost his job his first thought would be oh i cannot provide for my girlfriend now Mm. even though the girlfriend could be earning more money and working in his head he's like no no I'm the breadwinner I'm the one who mm. earns the money I can't provide it anymore there's nothing I can contribute to the relationship there's a million other things that he could do I just remember yeah. about two years ago a friend of mine lost his job and that was his first thought mm. I'm glad you brought that up because that's I mean this is a whole other topic but that's a lot with like male pride and stuff and yes we've had these conversations before where like because I think career is more important to me in our relationship yeah definitely and we spoke before about if it was something that I wanted to pursue, like you would be open to being a yeah. stay-at-home dad. Yeah, I guess that's the that that's the main thing that Generation Y, one of the first generations, where it's so okay for for, for me to say I'm going to be a stay-at-home dad and you're going to go smash life and yeah. be a career girl. And I don't think anyone would really. I mean, you might get a few tr- traditionalists that might fret, raise an eyebrow, but most people would be like, yeah, cool. Uh, Nikki works in pharma. She's got a great job. Like she mm. she's such so good at it. I'm a bit of a like this, a bit of that, and that, whatever I'll do. But yeah, I think you're the one that's going to go further. We'll see. I'll provide the vibes. You provide the catch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's what we talked about here. We can only talk about you know our own experiences, and that's Absolutely. what this episode is supposed to be about. Not only about you two and your relationship is what we want to know because it's a very stereotypical Gen Y relationship. Yeah. But we really can only talk about the Western world and mm. a bit of a progressive slant to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting study done. Nikki with a stat wouldn't oh, be like her. Right. Miss <laughs> There was a survey done in the by the Manchester Ma- no, 
There was a survey done by the Manchester Metropolitan University. I went there. Did you? I did, yeah. Oh my God, so you know. So they did a study, a survey on traditional gender roles. And they found that mononational couples, which is a fancy way of saying couples from the same country, have more gender traditional roles than binational couples, usually because binational couples like myself and Ben come from two different cultures and two different worlds. And so they have to make a completely new foundation themselves. And then that completely mm. erases the you concept probably, of gender roles. Yeah, you probably like approach it in a... I, ha- I, I don't understand everything about you, yes. so I need to learn about you before yeah. I can put myself yeah. into relationship fully. So I thought that was really I thought that was really interesting. Would you agree with that? Do you think that you probably had more traditional gender roles in relationships with girls from your hometown? It's a very hard question for me to answer. I don't know. Mm. So long ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess the only the only thing is yeah, I t- I tell you where it was. Back in the day, I think how you treated women was, you know, as as a lad it was always seen as like that's okay. Some of the things I did obviously weren't okay. Whereas as we've kind of developed and learned to know each other, I got to know you, those same things have definitely changed. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't be okay. It wouldn't be okay to do those things. I think so. it comes at age as well, though. Like some things you, yeah. you go up to, yeah. like lads, lads sort of culture and that behaviour you do as a yeah. young but then as you yeah. grow old, as old as Ben is, as old as I am, <laughs> you kind of grow out of it. But I think that's also a generation Y thing. You yeah. know I mean, I think like Ben touched on it there a second ago. Like back in the day, you would have said things or done things that you might have gotten away with back then, which you shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of brought to light because I feel like as a as a generation or as a world now, we're kind of clinging into the fact like that a lot of things that happened maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago, like you can't be at that anymore. Whether it's I mean, JT got caught holding someone's hand today, didn't he? Oh yeah. He apologized he first apologized. of all, but mm, everyone's like, oh no, Justin Timberlake. He's supposed to be one of the good ones. And no, he's not. He's a prick. Is he? Don't like Justin Timberlake. Oh my god, I fancied him so much. I'm so sad. He didn't he like ruin Britney Spears' career? Ruined Britney Spears. Did he? He ruined yeah. Britney Spears' career. He made Britney Spears out to look like this absolute psycho bitch after they had like their breakup or whatever. But it was if you Crimey look River back, Crimey River is the best song ever though. Uh, but she, th- he literally made a career because she didn't want to be with him. He made a whole song and dance like she broke up with me. It was crazy. He wrote a song about it and every and you see him in interviews even now in 2015, 2016, 2017, still bitching about yeah. Britney. It's like she let it go, bitch. She never ever gave an interview about it or anything like that. She's just she's like oh, I'm moving on now. But he literally made a career. This is the whole episode of a whole fucking no. <laughs> I also just want to say, Ben, I'm so proud of you. You literally just dropped a gossip bomb and stirred the pot. Like, we're all the yeah, I know, I know, I know. You've, you're, you've been listening to this, you know exactly. I'm at eight episodes in. I like it. I like <laughs> it. What's your one? What's what's the wife's name? The B-list actress who's kind of pretty Jessica but not Beale. pretty. Yeah. I have a little theory on relationships. So I've mentioned this a few times. I've lived around the world. I've been into many different countries, oh, met many different go. people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have this running theory that we base what our relationship is going to be like off of our parents' relationship. Agreed. And not necessarily how we end up in a relationship, but the idea that we have of a relationship before we find like, you know, that one or a serious one. Mm-hmm. Because my parents met when they were like 14. They got together, been together ever since. They might have broke up for a year. I don't know. Sorry, mom. <laughs> um, and we're together, had three kids, lived their lives. That's fantastic. And they were madly in love from day one. And I always knew, I was like, I'm going to find the one and I'll know. And that's me done. I'm finished. Goodbye forever. So like, cute. I modeled everything that I was going to find off my parents. And that was like, for me in Generation Y, I'm not sure about anything in my life, but that was one thing that I knew would happen. Yeah. And I feel like every person I've talked to about their relationship and how they feel about it, it kind of matches that. So for example, when I was in University of Manchester, one of the guys in my course, he was a bit of a lad and he would look at women and be like, yeah, she's the one I'd settle with. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's just like, oh, she'd be the second wife. She'd be the one that like, you know, I keep. Oh. And I'd be like, what? Like he, before, like, he wasn't in a relationship, but he had this concept that he was going to have at least two wives because his parents had both been divorced and married again. Like, that's what he knew. And then I had another friend. She is a 
product of divorce as well and she is fully under the impression that she's going to get divorced someday because it's the first relationship you're introduced to exactly so it has a massive effect on your life but what i don't want to say is, is that you look at this relationship and that's how it is going to be because no. i feel like as soon as you meet someone you start a connection and it can completely change it's going to be completely different yeah. but it's a it's a mindset that you're automatically instilled with from the relationships that you've been exposed to interesting mm. i'm a divorce baby so my parents met under quite really quite amazing circumstances but um they weren't to be and broke up after about a year i was very young i uh, got married had, together a year broke up but we're good friends uh, ended up a very amicable uh, relationship they she moved downstairs they separated one big house uh, and i grew up with a mum and a dad oh lovely so, that's so nice but had a mum and a dad in the same house who were friends so mm. even though they were both moved on, I got to experience both. Wow, they sound like very level-headed people. Yeah, I think I'd get that from them, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, but then I've also been quite blessed because my mum uh, then met my, uh, I called him a dad, stepdad, and they have been together for 25 years. Uh, and I, in my head, my, my mind, uh, an example of what a relationship should be just up there for each other amazing kind of like the old legends Richard and June yeah um so I think it is uh, I don't necessarily think like if your parents are divorced this if your parents are not divorced I think it's uh kind of what you take from it I've learned a lot from my stepdad uh, and how you should be uh, I've learned a lot from Nikki and her parents and how you should be I've learned a lot from I think weirdly you know probably your friends who kind of had that in their mind I didn't even think about it as a kid I was just like you know I was single I had fun I moved I was never really thinking about marriage I never really thought I'd be with anyone forever I didn't think I wouldn't be I just didn't think about it at all I was just kind of a kid boy along. and then I met Nikki and just suddenly I the, the idea of being someone forever was uh, a strong possibility and then over time I was like no this is this is it this is it for me Nikki you're the person that made that definition in my head I don't think it's anything to do with my previous upbringing but I think it's all different for everyone yeah. yeah I completely agree I think it's probably a mix of everything too you're right I think they say as well when you like meet the right person you'll know mm. and that's probably an indicator regardless mm. of like your upbringing or what experience you've had or relationships before mm. I suppose it's more like the actual relationships is around you as opposed to yeah. your parents that's just yeah. one of the relationships you'll meet in your life isn't it mm. they all affect you as you said like you kind of grew up with like you know your mom and your stepdad as well as your dad so you had really good influences mm. there mm. but they had a relationship not the typical relationship mm-hmm. yeah. but they had a relationship that was obviously grounded in respect and things like that yeah, yeah. which you got from it yeah which is lovely so let's get a bit more nitty-gritty on you two shall mm. we so ben you're obviously from the uk mm-hmm. and nikki you're obviously from dublin i am yeah so how did that kind of impact your relationship together or did it at all did it have any kind of barrier cultural barrier language barrier <laughs> i've met i've met nikki don't worry <laughs> <laughs> you're safe here it's fine <laughs> yes Oh, there's definitely a bit of fascination of the other of the other <laughs> half. I was uh, quite obsessed with the Irish side. And it's funny, actually. I don't know if I should. I don't want to offend anyone with this uh, information. So sorry if I do. Careful, um, careful. <laughs> but no. before Nikki, that I and I guess a few other Irish that I've met, the Irish were always seen as kind of a certain character growing up. You're always seen as a dumb, funny ones. It was all, every joke wasn't it was uh, about the Irish was about that. And um, then I met Nikki, who's the most intelligent, uh, amazing person, and I, it kind of. I know it sounds silly, once again, I didn't have any opinions as a kid, but that's all the jokes you hear. Suddenly you meet someone who's just 
It's and it kind of oh my god, what an amazing culture, what amazing people. I think you're no. I'm glad you said that because stereotypes are such a huge thing, and like now it's not just me that you're in a relationship with. Ben is friends with all of us, like the whole Irish gang. Like you hang out with us all the time. Like mm. we spent many a night on the sesh together. Mm-hmm. And too you're many. Introduced, yeah, too many. You're introduced. <laughs> you're introduced to a new culture, and it does it. It's nice that we've changed that stereotype and changed your mind about that. Mm. It's a nice stereotype, though, isn't it? Dumb and funny. I'd, I'd take that. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd happily take like yeah. your dumb and funny. I'd yeah. take that and run. I mean, we, we thought the English were pricks and killed us all, so... Do you, <laughs> That's another episode! <laughs> <laughs> so, Ben, you've been a bit of a player in your time, I would imagine. Play on, play yeah. <laughs> Do you think there's much of a difference between dating now a London girl and a Dublin girl? Yeah. Yeah, massive difference. Cut there, that's fine. We can close yeah. <laughs> But before you no, answer... No, I want to know. <laughs> before I answer, do you think... It's different because you approach this in the sense of like, this could possibly be more long term. The girls that I'd normally been with were probably from my hometown, which is, uh, I think everyone knows about little town syndrome um, and the people you meet in your own hometown. Not necessarily the people, but just what happens when you stay in the same place. And then I kind of moved out. So that was my Potter's Bar crew. Uh, when I moved out and I moved uh, around London and moved around um, and I met someone from, another, from somewhere else, I, get, I got to know all their culture and their thoughts. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a whole new world. But I just think generally the, from what I know about the Irish culture, the Irish girls do... Oh, I don't want to be offensive here again, but Say it. the Go Irish on, girls do seem to be a bit more... Uh, have a slightly different morality. Just the ones that suited my own, ones that I thought I agreed with more. Uh, Nikki was just, yeah, such a good good person. I was like, maybe she's the only Irish girl, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she has... No, we're she all has, good Catholics now. <laughs> she has we, set a very good example. Are we talking about the same Nikki? No. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get up to when I'm not around, eh? Uh, I think there's a big difference between dating an English lad and an Irish lad, though. Go on. I guess I don't have a lot to work on because like I only really dated Ben but like the weekend I came over the English has very full on very forward and like let me take your number and we'll call you up and stuff like, that's that's true for the gays as well over here it doesn't exist mm. for Irish lads at home though I agree and they actually call you like you'll get the shift in coppers and you'll never fucking be heard of never thank again. god I wouldn't want to yeah to be fair I say that I never go to coppers I was just trying to be Irish Ah, Coppers, or Copperface Jacks as it's known, is a nightclub in Dublin where people go to get the shift religiously. All the young lads and all the young ones out looking forward to riot, as Per said earlier. No, 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 you're not allowed to pretend. We know you're there every weekend. I'm too cool. But it's so like, I, and I said this to you before, like, I loved the follow up by mm. you. Like, I thought I was like so impressed by like how forwards. Do you think the same as that? Is it the same for like. I would say case? so. I, would I say love s- the follow up. Yeah, I think it's really nice because. Yeah. At home in Ireland, you'd be just a bit like, oh, don't talk to you again, so see you again, bye bye. Yeah, Irish lads are so awkward. Mm. It'd just be like, kind of like, you know, well, how are you? Like, not even to mention that last night happened or yeah. anything like that. It's just no. kind of like, oh no, I don't know. How. And then you're awkward as well. You don't know how to respond. <laughs> I just saw it as like, I like her, I want to see her again. Yeah, me too. Cute. Did you understand me? <laughs> uh, I understood you quite well. But the funny, the really funny thing was, was when uh, I, I surprised Nikki with a visit on her birthday quite close <laughs> into our relationship why is he so cute and uh, I just turned up in Ireland I think she found out the night before she didn't know I was coming so it was my birthday this is before I'd moved to London this is a long time ago and uh, I went out raving and was in a rave in the basement of a Chinese restaurant in Dublin <laughs> at 4 o'clock in the morning and I got a text from Ben being like surprise babe I'm boarding a flight to Dublin I'll be there at 6 and I'm like I'm in a Chinese at a rave <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to do so it's like leave the rave get a taxi from 
from the rave to the airport and picked him up. Oh my God. And then call my mom and be like, mom, you know that guy that I went away with you never met? Yeah, he's here. Yeah. Oh, but well, I have spring rolls. Yeah. <laughs> what was it like for you? Oh, it was like watching a tennis game. I just couldn't. I was like shaking my head from side to side, like listening to everyone talk, but not understanding a word. But luckily, they're just the funniest. Even without understanding what they're saying, you know they're funny. So yeah. you just laugh at all the right moments. Um, but yeah, I don't understand. I don't remember a single thing that was said uh, on that first trip by any mm. of family. But I have learned the lingo, and I am now fully Dublin. Dublin acquired, but my, my family struggled, and they make your family, they struggled a little bit, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, that's right, your families have been introduced to each other, so you've, yes. like, not just you meeting his parents and you meeting her parents, but, like, oh, the parents right. have met. Parents have met, even uncles and aunties have met, it's, uh... Well, damn! Yeah, oh. apples and pears have become a fruit bowl now, yeah. Oh, that's... You're you, such you, a London lad! <laughs> I want to taste that fruit salad. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ben's got extended family in Israel, so my family went over to Israel. Well, can you, you imagine the amount of fucking rosary beads they brought home from that trip oh, to Jerusalem? <laughs> the holy... Well, you couldn't carry the holy war and the rosary beads from Jerusalem, but anyway... And then Ben's family from uh, Israel came over to Dublin, which was so nice, but they don't understand the whole <laughs> Which was gas. I love that. So I think that's really good, guys. We did a really friggin' detailed, deep look there, not only in your relationship, but relationships in general. And yes, I think sir. we did really well. Ben, you're a very good guest. Oh, thanks. I, I, I love talking about me and my girlfriend. It's, uh, it's a nice topic. And we didn't get sick at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm now, in the entire topic. time... <laughs> Mops puke. Yeah. <laughs> As a tradition here on the podcast, we like to play a little game. And this is going to be a little bit different because you guys are obviously a couple. Mm. And we're going to do a little bit of question time with y'all. Interesting. Interesting. So John and I, um, as two gay men who, obviously we're gay men, and you, you know that at this point. <laughs> First of all, how dare you? And second of all, quiet. And we have decided that we need to learn more about straight relationships. And we feel like asking our friends these questions. Good question. If a gay man is in the closet, is he straight? No. No, God, God, no. Good question, though. Mm. Keep, like keep your question to the gay, for oh. the gay... Yeah, you can sign in. You can sign in for that one. Was that like, does a tree fall in the woods, but nobody hears it? Does it actually fall? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to ask you a couple questions. Um, these are just fun, a bit of crazy ones, and just see how you guys get okay. on. Okay. Right, so I'm going to do a bit of role play. I've done this quite a few times. Like, So picture, so I'm going to ask why in this hand. I picture a... <clears throat> in my other hand and I'm putting it in my mouth for no re- reason Hold at all. Hold on, you have to say secret. People are going to think you're talking about I think you're talking oh, about <laughs> So picture like this glass of red wine in my hand, but it's actually white in my mouth. I have a cigarette in my other hand. It's like four o'clock in the morning. I've had a bit too much. Like work is tough right now. And this thought always enters my head. Why do fucking straight people walk down the middle of Asda holding hands in can't let people get past as if they walk down the fucking Champs Lise when it's on Christmas? Hmm. What? Uh, I'm genuinely at a loss as to what happened here. I'm currently spent the last 20 minutes listening to this, trying to figure out what he was saying, and I really don't know. I'm so sorry. I actually agree with with uh, with uh, some couples. I think we've done it as well. It's completely oblivious, rest of the world, holding hands, blocking aisles. Uh, I think we should be more considerate of of space. When we're walking down as the aisles. She doesn't even know. Look at her. She, she has no know. idea what we're talking she about. She doesn't even know. I'm yeah. just, in my head, I'm just picturing like couples, young couples in love who are just like. Yeah, just oh, be no, more space everyone. aware. Be it's more everyone. space aware. And like, I think I, I get couples who just take up. Like, you know, when four people walk on the road and just take up a whole pavement, you're like, 
Why are you doing that? Couples, they because they're in love and no one wants to disturb them. But you know, you hold your hands and that's that space in there. You take up the whole. I get it. I get it. Absolutely. Okay. No. I'm like, I'm trying to get my wee fucking garlic bread right around the corner, but you're standing there talking about your fucking puppy at home. Nah. Holding on to the hands, nah. won't let go. So I can just get past there, and then you turn and give me a dirty look. No. <laughs> like, excuse me. I'm trying to get me garlic bread. <laughs> excuse me. It really bothers me. I have. I'm one of those people. When I'm walking, I am walking with a purpose. I am me speed too. walking. I don't have mm. time for bullshit. If I'm walking down the road and there is a couple walking towards me holding hands I'm walking in the middle and I look at them dead in the eye like I'm not stopping I'm coming through one way or the other so yeah. move the fuck out of my way Yeah, I'm with you it. Connor I think I don't know is it because I just fucking pinball down through those fuckers anyway yeah so next time you're in public and you're holding Ben's hand just be a bit aware of oh we don't you. we don't do yeah. <laughs> good yeah. <laughs> we don't touch each other <laughs> so this is a bit more of a serious question and I feel like I want to ask this towards Ben so obviously you're the man in the relationship. You have the penis. Do you think that the male role models that you've had in your life have influenced the way that you handle relationships? Whether for the good or for the bad? Mm. Well, my two male role models are my dad and my stepdad. Probably in terms of how I am in a relationship, the biggest role model is probably my stepdad uh, in terms of like uh, behaviour. Uh, my dad more in terms of personality. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, do, I do think that having a good role model um, would all, always help uh, how, you, how you behave in a relationship. And I guess if we, we can talk about marriage a bit as well. My brother has been divorced twice. My dad's been divorced. My, both my uncles have been divorced. There's been a lot of divorces. Uh, so that's probably affected how I see marriage. Um, I think I mentioned it before that it doesn't seem like the next natural step. It seems more of a decision because we want to. Yeah. Uh, that's probably uh, not as, not because of the men in my life that I look up to, but because of the men in my family. But in terms of how I am in a relationship and how I how I work and how I behave, that's definitely to do with uh, how my how my parents are. Um, my stepdad particularly has been very respectful and a good guy, and mm, I'd like to uh, like to base a lot of my behaviour on him. Oh. So yeah. So I think that we've kind of been focusing a little bit, like you know, on differences, like you know, in straight relationships and gay relationships in the future. But I think that as men, we all have toxic masculinity um, traits. And I know that it's affected my relationships in the past and possibly in the future. So has it affected your relationship? I'm actually really interested to see how it affected you as a gay man. Uh, but that's obviously for another episode. Yeah, tune uh, in in the new year. <laughs> that, that, nice, yeah. nice plug, Ben. Uh, <laughs> absolutely has toxic masculinity affected me and I would say our relationship mm. what would you say um... um I would just say like from because I I don't think you really have a lot of toxic masculinity uh thankfully but I think that's why it affects our relationship because I've been in relationships before where men have been very jealous and maybe fall into categories of typical toxic mas- masculinity and I found that I really veer away from that Mm. and so you display some like very open like sensitive personality traits which I just absolutely adore and so I'm drawn to that in you so much and I do feel like it's more of a partnership now with you and I than it was compared to the relationships I've had there's been situations before where you've been like I got in a really weird situation today in work where the girls were having this conversation about say feminism or something and you gave your input and I was able to have this conversation with you and you were like oh okay I can see it from your your light now mm. I love that about you I'd just like to give a little shout out to some of your uh, listeners especially men who may be not generation Y so the younger ones and the older ones 
Now, I suppose to the older ones, uh, I think it must have been so tough back in the day, personally, for having to be the man. I think uh, that must have been a real struggle. People mm. that maybe weren't necessarily naturally, mm. I don't know if anyone really is naturally that way, but I think in our generation, there's a lot more discussions and talks because I was, for, for me personally, having to hear what a man should be like by my friends as a kid uh, and maybe not living up to it was a tough thing for me. Uh, I felt really, I had some really uh, insecure years. And I think for the new generation, don't worry if you're having it because you, all that Nikki said that I was, you know, I'm sensitive and open and traits that might be seen as quite weak uh, as, as a youngster. But as you get older, actually, I can only, I'm only, I'm grateful for all those traits. So if you are, then don't worry, it's all good. But uh, our generation, I think one of the first generations to question these do you actually think those things? Or yeah. is that just what is meant to happen? Is that yeah. actually meant to happen? I think I listened to a guy called Sadhguru, who's a, a, a yogi, a yoga, but he's a, a lot more than yogis. He's got a good philosophy on life. And one of the things he says is we're the, we're the first generation. This is pure generation Y. Next generation are even better at it. We're the first generation to do things because they make sense, not because of tradition. So when we have conversations, Ooh. I'm like, we have to do these things because that's how it's been done. We're the generation that says, oh, Maybe we should do it this way. And you can see, you can see this shift. You can see it with marriage. You can see it with, genera- with relationships. You can see it with dating. Oh, you can't, no, maybe we can do it this way. It makes sense. Let's give it a go. The next generation, hopefully, are just going to pick up where we left off and just do even better. But um, yeah, toxic masculinity, great question. I think that's, I think that's a huge, huge thing for men. Mm. Um, in re- and I think it affects relationships hugely. Now that we have a relationship where we can talk about these things, I see you notice toxic masculinity in your pals who maybe mm. aren't in the right frame of mind or still have issues with toxic masculinity and you're not afraid to be like, listen, mate, you know, that's not cool what you did there. Yeah. Or, and I think that's like real growth in like a man to be able to correct a man in doing that. Yeah. Well, it's um, able to hire things to, to confront your friends yeah. much harder than confronting your... Well, not confronting, yeah. but like to call out your friends and call out your enemies. Is that what like, is that not what happened to Neville Longbottom in Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone? It takes a great deal of courage to stand up to evil yes. but a great deal more to stand <laughs> up for your friends <laughs> 10 points for your friends Gryffindor R.I.P <laughs> I want to clap that one R.I.P that's fantastic I'm, I'm a massive Harry Potter fan so <laughs> just, uh, we'll get you back for the Harry Potter episode <laughs> quick fire round who's the most competitive me Nikki who's the cleanest Definitely oh. used to be Nikki 100%, but nowadays it's getting tired and tired. Yeah. Ooh! I'm, 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 uh, the toxic masculinity has become different. I'm, uh, I'm gonna say Ben. Actually. Yeah, how about <gasps> yeah. Ooh, I like that. But no, I'm, she's cleaner, I'm less messy. Okay. Which one of these is a nag? Nikki, 100%. <laughs> yeah, me. I'm becoming, I'm actually getting a bit more moany recently, but I'd say. Oh, it's all coming out now. Who puts the clothes on the line? Ben. Ooh, me. <laughs> I'm the washer. Who is the person that leaves the dishes in the sink? Ben. Me, yeah, me. And who's the person that actually cleans them? Both of us. Both of us. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That is cute. <laughs> All right, we need to think of one just to kind of finish it off. Who's the person that, say you're watching a TV show together at the same time, who's the person that will go home and say, fuck it, I'm just going to watch the next episode and lie and pretend I didn't watch it? Me, but we don't really watch shows together, do we? Ben and I work, way. work different areas. Oh yeah, I round top boy ending for <laughs> today. The exact same thing that John Oh, it's still fresh. Yeah. So the answer to your question is Nikki. One hundred percent. Perfect. All right. 
Okay, I think that's the end of the episode then, guys. Ben. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so I much for coming. Did you have great. a good time? Yeah, I was nervous at the beginning, but you guys are the best to talk to. I thought you were fantastic. You did yeah. Really yeah. Well I'm so glad you came on. And thank you so much for being our very first guest. It means a lot. Thank oh, you. Oh, thanks. You guys are great. You, uh, I wish you all the luck in the future. Thanks. And I'll be sure to tune in next week to hear you guys and my own voice. Oh, oh good. good. Yay. Yeah. Okay, guys. So that's Ben, Nikki, Connor, John, and Mike D. Higgins. We're going <laughs> to sign Higgins. off now. Uh, thank you so much for listening. As usual, you can follow us on all the social medias. Follow us at generation underscore why though on Instagram and Twitter. You can drop us an email at genwhythough at gmail.com. If you're still on Facebook, why? Grow the fuck up. It's shit. But if you are, you can follow us at generation why though. Guys, can, thank I, you so- uh, oh. can I kiss uh, Mike? What's his name? Mike D. Higgins. Mike D. Higgins on the fire. Oh, you taught him well, Nikki. Oh, I love that song. Yeah, go on, give him a smack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. So All right. Bye. Thanks, thank guys. guys. Bye. 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 Bye.